We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special series of Stream of Thought. Live back from Chicago, Illinois. Here we are once again, month and a half later, Stream of Thought episode number 103. And today, oh, we got some catching up to do. I mean, I got I got these bruises all over my body. Oh my I got gosh. some new new kicks on. Oh yeah, real stylish. Life is looking good, my friend. I tell a story about my adventure to the post office, some uh, mishaps, and a uh, little bicycle incident that piggybacks off of Rick's major bicycle incident. Mm. Then we we talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with Victor. Yeah. I mean, he's selling stuff on eBay. He's getting ready to move. He's getting a new job at a new location with yeah. the same company. I mean, it's there's a lot that's going on right now. Rick's brings us up to speed because he's here in the studio. I'm, I'm back what? in the midst of my travels once again. I find myself back in the studio and just it's another rocking episode of Stream of Thought. I, yeah. I love this. I've missed this. And... You know, if you haven't been listening to our Throwback Thursdays, oh, that's why I did the that's why I did the cheesy transatlantic accent, like because it's well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because we've done the Throwback Throwback Thursday specials, which um, aren't actually on Thursdays. Yeah, I've been lacking, (laughs) but which is totally notices. If you have a real problem, you can email Email us. us. How do they get in touch with us? Stream of Thought Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Riggs is back, so this is great. So anytime he's back in town, we're going to totally go back to what we were doing before doing the um, Throwback Thursdays uh, series for the straight-up episodes that were previously recorded many moons ago. Mm, mm. But anyway, yeah, episode number 103, Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome back. Thank you, good sir. I'm excited that uh, we get to do another, do like a normal episode in between these uh, straight up uh, special episodes. episodes. Yeah, they're they're not as bad as I thought they were. I I was really kind of dreading the some of our first or I wasn't sure how awkward they were going to be. And then I listened to them, and we didn't really stutter over. No, too the much. first there the first some, couple that went through. I I think the first one that we did, I was listening to it, and I was just I had my head in my hands, just like this sounds terrible. <laughs> but I think it was just getting used to, um, just like I don't know if people that are listening can tell, but I can certainly tell the difference between just the fluidity now versus the lack of fluidity before and then i listened to it again i was like oh it's really not that bad so i think i entered it with a little bit of trepidation which made me in my head think that it maybe wasn't as good as it was but they're all pretty great i I agree yeah Yeah. enjoyable to listen to yeah not a bad thing so i'm back yeah i'm back for a little bit back again back again swinging through i feel like this is becoming a habit so before we uh get up to speed on so many places on things i have a few things that i need to uh bring up and Please, if you don't want to talk about that, that's okay. But I noticed on your leg you had a scrape, and then on your arm it looked oh, like you were like. I was wondering like, if what if were you what were you doing? We were How many bi- is this a so, bicycle? So this is a bicycle. Well, what, what? Tell me what you see for our for our audio listeners it looks, right now. Okay, so you have like a like a a very mild well not mild but it's not like a thick scab. It looks like your arm brushed against concrete. But 
just enough that it took off a little bit of skin, but not enough where you'd be like bleeding all over the place. I believe they call that road burn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think this I think that's the term for it. Yeah. I mean it looks like typical road burn. Like a very, very light road burn. Yes. Um you were right. It is a it, it was it bicycle. was a bicycle accident. So this is what but this is Oh my god. This is number th- like not a major accident in the sense that you're breaking a bone or going to the hospital. Oh, but I would consider this up there in the this semi-major. Is, category. This is a like the third or fourth semi-major bicycle accident it's you've the third, had. Yes. It's the third. So it's interesting because this the bike that I have, and I was doing the math. I've had it for twelve years now. Okay. So I got it right after grad, uh, graduating high school. And that thing probably, no joke, has about 100,000 miles on it. <laughs> Especially these last uh, 6 to 12 months where you're even cycling through the fucking snow. <laughs> yeah, going through the snow, man. That thing has been through hell and back. I know, Like, yeah. literally. And so I, I've tried to keep it in relatively good shape, but it slowly deteriorates over mm-hmm. time. I mean, mm-hmm. and it was to the point where it was... It, it, it for the past couple of weeks it's been in pretty shoddy condition like the front brakes weren't really working too well yeah. uh wasn't really sure what was going on with that the gears were having trouble shifting okay and so overall and then i had lost one it's a really long story but anything things were starting to sort of fall apart i remember uh the first occurrence when you were telling me how frustrated with you were with making the attempt to replace the inner tube in the tire right one day you were trying oh to patch God. it up yeah, and you I just, patch you just couldn't find the patch and then you like patch up the entire tube and then it that still didn't work yeah that a whole another hole had popped yeah. up or something like that so this yeah i i I've, I've repaired it a lot too so i try to keep it in in functional condition yeah so apparently what had happened is i so i bike to work now and i it's about a seven and a half mile bike ride each way so about 15 miles takes me about 45 to 50 minutes to get there and it's an interesting route because i basically i'm taking front roads so there's no sidewalk and in some cases there's no shoulder (laughs) and so luckily because they're front roads there's not a lot of traffic and it's not that big of a deal uh but then there are certain areas like a mile going uphill to my work uh it's a it's a Four-lane road with no shoulder and no sidewalk and all these industrial buildings. Uphill, 45-degree uh, up. incline, or what? <laughs> There's, there, there, there are a couple 45-degree yeah. inclines. It's pretty awful. So the problem is is that there's no sidewalk, and, and so you have to go over um, just a really bumpy area. Okay. So apparently what had happened is coming – it was a Friday, so the end of the work week. Done with my first first week feeling great it was a great yeah everything about it's the weekend it's the weekend and i really enjoyed my time starting this job and so i was in a really good mood morale is through the roof i'm like <laughs> you know i'm getting ready to to head back to chicago and then to the east coast yeah. things are great you know I'm, I'm feeling really happy and so i'm going down and i have to cross these train tracks my bike hits a bump and apparently what had happened is that the reason why the brake in the front wasn't working is because one of the screws had come off and knocked one of the brakes to the side. And so it hit a bump and it jerked out of the prongs holding the axle of the wheel. And as my bike went airborne, like an inch off the ground and hit and bounced, 
the wheel came off the prongs, I flipped <laughs> over the front handles of my bike into the street. This isn't the first time you hour. flipped over your bike. This is the third time in the past, like, three or four years that I flipped over the front of my bike. So I'm getting pretty used to it right now, which is why it's not my face oh this my time. Gosh. It's my elbow. So I flipped over my bike. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Because I had no idea what just happened. I'm like, what? Like yeah. I'm on the ground again. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are, you're on are the you ground, fucking, and then you're trying me? to figure out what just happened. Yeah, because I'm just in shock. I'm like, so my, fast. something just happened to my bike, and so <laughs> my bike is behind me. Uh, the my I had my suitcase or my my uh, my leather uh, bag. My the nice leather bag, bag that the your nice sister le- got for like your birthday guess or for what? Christmas. Let me guess. Did it get like uh, either really scratched up from gravel or like it? Fell in a pool of, uh, oh, it ripped. Damn. The handle just ripped right <laughs> off. And you know what? It might have served, actually, as kind of a seatbelt, because I think it got caught on the handle. Uh-huh. So as opposed to going on my face, I was able to yeah. get my thing on. So, but anyway, it just ripped out. My coffee mug is splayed across the road. Yeah. Um, you know, I got, my, my whole bag is just poured out onto the ground. And here, there's a line of like 25 cars co- crossing the track and stuff like that. I'm on, I'm on, I'm right by the side, so uh-huh. I'm not in the middle of the road. But there's a crossroad where you can go, you know, get onto the main road where all the Gosh. cars are. And here, I know everyone's just looking at like, oh my god, because I'm wearing, I'm wearing a, a, a button-down shirt and khakis and things okay, like that. Yeah. And here, my arm is just like red with a yeah. little, little bit of blood, and. You can tell some people are just like uh, button down shirt ruined, can't get it fixed. It's all frayed and messed up. So I first thing is I I do is I look at my bike and the wheel is off. The wheel is (laughs) off the axle. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And so I look at I look at the prongs where it was on because I'm like, how do I? I'm I'm seven miles from work or from home. You know how am I going to get home? Kind of thing. Uh And so I look at the prongs, and when it when the the tire came off, it ripped. The back, one of the back prongs on like the right side off, it like just sheared it off. And this is metal. This is yeah. like cast, uh, you know, cast, cast steel or metal. whatever. Yeah. And like, really, like, wow! I did not expect that to happen. And I'm like, oh shit! Like, because I had my sunglasses on, like my nice sunglasses. I had, um, you know, lots. I had stuff, my phone in my pocket. Yeah. I had all this sort of stuff. I get everything together. Nothing else is broken. It's like my bag, and my bike is like in two pieces. And right your now. spirit, and my spirit. <laughs> and as, as I'm like trying to get the tire back on my bike, uh, this this guy who is like all but naked, uh, he's he's a jogger, but he's got like the super short shorts on, no yeah. shirt, and he's kind of a like he's burly got, fella. He's, he, he's got a gut, yeah. and so he's it's really awkward. Yeah. But, he, but you know, he stops and he's like, "You need any help?" Like, no, like, I, this is kind of like a one-man thing. I, yeah. I, I got to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> and so I was able, I managed somehow to get the wheel back onto the, the prongs of the bike. And the way that it was, it was secure enough in, I just needed to make sure I didn't go over any more bumps or was not going fast enough to, like, lift the bike off the ground. Yeah. I could probably be fine. So I ended up going at a much slower pace. Got back in, in like, an hour, whatever. Um, and it was, it... Yeah. So this is the very beginning Man. of your bike trip. Like, like within for the, the perfect first, week like, that I had, like all those little things that may go wrong during the week, kind of just like combined into the yeah. five seconds that I was in midair and then hitting the concrete. But this happened like within the first five minutes of you riding. <laughs> I, I literally just left work. I, I'd maybe gone half a mile. 
And um, so, yeah, that was the end. Wow. So, yeah, it's... Uh, so is it's this, always something, man. It's always something. So is this bike still somewhat functional, or at this point, is this bike similar to like a spare tire where you've only maybe got another sixty miles left on this thing, and then you just have to get a new one? Yeah, I I think we're near the. I mean, I can probably still get to work, but I its days are numbered. I, I want to be wearing bubble wrap. Yeah. on my way because I don't know when that thing is just going to literally yeah. just finish falling. Oh apart. my goodness! Yeah, it's been it's. It's been an adventure with that bike, but I've got my money's worth, man. I told you, I think the last episode that we did together when you were here, I had told you what happened to my bike the, with the pedal falling off. I don't think so. Are you I sure? I don't remember that. No? You might have, but I don't know. Yeah, I was riding my bike uh, to work because it's nice outside and, you know, it's good weather and it feels good sometimes to ride your bike at night, too, when I'm leaving work. Anyway, I'm riding to work. And I always go underneath this tree when I ride my bike. There's like some that have pine cones fall. And I don't go like, I'm not going fast. I'm just riding at normal speed. And my back tire had ran over a pine cone. And so in between the time that it hit the pine cone to when it hit the ground, it was maybe in midair for like a fraction of a second. But in that time, the wheel had, um, in midair, had just shifted maybe like a half inch. So when I, the back tire landed, I could feel the abruptness of it going a little bit off to the side. The moment after that happened, my left pedal felt, it just felt a little weird. Like, um, like it was just off. It was still tight, but it was off. And I ride after that. I'm right at work by this time. So I only ride, you know, maybe like 100 yards, you know, down and around. And that's it. Time I bike up, I'm at work, I leave right? And then when I leave work with the bicycle, all of a sudden, like, it just feels really loose. And so I'm riding, riding. I ride about back to the same spot where the pine cone thing happened. So I ride for about, um, no, this happened sooner, I think. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> shortly thereafter, yeah, completely irrelevant, shortly thereafter, the pedal just falls off. The, pe- the actual pedal with the arm that connects to the chain. No. So it's not okay, just the black pedal. Didn't tell me this. It's with the arm, oh, too. Oh, my God. And so I'm like, wh- I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, I have no idea, like, what happened. So I walk my bike up this very um, mild incline, and then I ride it down a little hill. And then on the way back home, it's all downhill uh, until right before my house. And so I'm riding this bicycle. I'm holding the pedal in my hand, and I'm riding the bicycle. And uh, it's so weird. I'm... I'm riding this thing with one foot. <laughs> and the thing is, because my bicycle is a, it's a fixed gear, the pedals are always moving unless I flip the tire around. The mm-hmm. pedals are always going to be moving. So I'm like <laughs> doing a bicycle motion when, with one leg. Yeah. And uh, I get, I'm crossing the street right before I get to – and it's weird because it throws off your balance. So yeah. you have to shift your weight yeah. one side like differently. It's so yeah. weird. So – I get to this intersection right before the hill where I have to get off and walk my bike up. Did you pick up the pedal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I get up, uh, and there's a car that I see coming to the stop sign, and I was too embarrassed, and and it it sees me. I see it because I have lights on my bike, and uh, I was too embarrassed that my pedal fell off. I was looking like such a jackass with one pedal that while I was crossing the intersection, (laughs) I pedaled with my left leg, 
I did the motion did with the my motion. with my yeah. left leg to yeah. make it look yeah. like I was riding my bike instead of pedaling with what with my right leg and having my left leg just sticking off to the side. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like a couple months ago, and I found out it's just a little bolt that you just have to screw on. Yeah. I haven't gotten it yet. I probably will <laughs> never get around to it. But it really upset me. I'm just like, damn, like, in the middle of bicycle season. And yeah. now I can't use no. this bicycle anymore. I know. I mean, but, if, you don't, if you don't take care of your bike, it'll fall apart at some point. And um, changing gears. Change, oh, God. Uh, the other thing that I want to bring up was when I, we got out the car and I noticed your shoes. And I thought, man. Those are some really stylish shoes for Rick's. <laughs> and I thought, these are stylish shoes for anybody. And I was like, I kind of want to get a pair for myself. So did you get these on your own? Were they a gift? Hell no. How did you come across these? I wish I, wish I had that sort of style, my friend. No. Uh, this was, I think this was the result of going shopping with uh, Victor and his wife. Abby. Okay. Yeah. So, other Victor, Minnesota, yeah, obviously. Uh, and so they said, before you start work, we need to upgrade your wardrobe. Yeah. That includes things that aren't just work-related, so these sort of casual, more yeah. casual shoes. And I said, okay, I'm putting my fashion in your hands, and we'll see what happens. So yeah. I'm glad that you like them, man. Uh, I, yeah, it's I, a very... It's- I tried these on, and I'm like, I like these. Yeah. The, the moment I put them on, I said... These are the ones. They're great. They're trendy. I tried on, I'd probably try it on like a dozen shoes. I never do that. I'm not a fashionable person. You know what would make it even trendier? Now this is, and this is going to segue you to another topic. Wearing those shoes without any socks or having socks that can't be seen. I was thinking about those that Those look really classy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, me on the other hand, I'm looking like a, like a dumbass <laughs> because I'm wearing my Sperry's. Your Sperry's. With ankle socks. That claimed to be no-show socks when I bought them on Amazon. Oh, no. And they clearly show. They are show socks. And I'm super pissed. Which is why, lately, when I'm walking around or, like, I'm doing something, I I don't wear these Sperry's barefoot because the... The insert. The insert, leather insert got gross and I had to pull it out and then I have, like, this other thing in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Which doesn't work out. So I used to always just wear the no-show ankle socks. But um, the universe has this weird law that requires it to just make your socks disappear after an X amount of, you know, um, X amount of... Steps. Of, of, no, of, not of steps, but just laundry sessions. Mm. So I don't know what happens. Oh, but yes. You're right. I have an the even... I, I have, you know, I have six pairs and then I have five and a half and then I have... Five and then I have four and a half and then all of a sudden I have half of a sock, like one <laughs> sock. Ha- like half of so I don't know sock. what the hell happens. So I get these socks on Amazon and they look great and they they look awesome and everything and they still show. So yep. what the fuck? Yep. So um, as a result, what I do is I'll sometimes try and mm-hmm. hide the sock, yep. but it creeps back up. Anyway, I've been wearing a lot of. Uh, I wear my sandals around. I don't have any flip flops. My flip flops broke. Oh, okay. So I have like these. Those ad- were well worn. I have like Those these old ones. Adidas sandals. Um, they are like the type that say like it massages your foot. Bro, those sandals suck. <laughs> they hurt your foot. You have to wear them with socks. I've been able to wear them now long enough where it like doesn't hurt me without socks. But here's the thing. 
I've come to realize that this last season, you know, going into spring and summer, I enjoy wearing socks for two reasons. They keep my feet warm, and I don't like the feeling of having dirty feet, which Mm -hmm. is why I wear socks a lot. Mm -hmm. And sandals are really easy because you just slip them on, slip them off. The problem is I have these socks that I can't wear with my Sperry's because they show, but I can't wear my Sperry's barefoot, but I can wear my sandals barefoot, but then I just, after a while, it feels dirty and they get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I have to wear them with socks, but wearing socks with sandals looks goofy. And I've gotten to the point where it's like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. Like, so I'll, what do you do? You don't care in what? what I mean, it what, depends what's, what's on my mood. Result. It depends, it depends, on, depends mood. on your mood. Like, if I see a hot okay. girl, I'll like slip it down real quick. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just like, and I think it's like to the point too, where it's like I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm 30. <laughs> it's one of those things I think that just switches in your brain when you turn 30. I don't care, whatever. Um, so like, I'll wear this like this, but like if, I, if I'm depending on what I'm doing, if I'm going to be going out and there's I'm seeing peers, then I'll, like, tuck this under to keep yeah. my, you know. Just need to get a different pair of socks, man. I know. I know. Because you figure those are going to disappear in a couple of months anyway, so. Dude, I, I don't know what's going on because it claimed to be a six pair. Somehow, <laughs> now there's three? No, somehow I have eight pairs. <laughs> what? On the package, it says, like, six-day <laughs> socks or seven-day socks or something. And I have... I don't. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But I don't know. Maybe they're compensating for the uh, this <laughs> universal this universal law that somehow that somehow functions without anybody's oh. understanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up I ended up going through the whole wardrobe thing, and I got I got quite a bit of clothes upgrade. Dude, um, I almost want to. I almost want to take a few pictures of myself in uh, some of my summer clothes with the pastel shorts and pastel. Uh, I can't do that, dude. It makes how, you feel I don't great. Understand how you don't want to feel do like that. a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. Image. You know, no, I, I never, I never had the desire to feel like a watermelon. No, no. Yeah, bro. <laughs> You know, yeah, the plaid and the, the stripes. You yeah. can get like some just, nice, uh, yeah. hot pink shorts with like a hot green shirt, or like a, if you want to feel like a, feel like a lemon in a refreshing <laughs> glass of water. I have like this oh, nice lemon. like sky blue shorts with a yellow shirt. The yellow shorts with like a nice pastel green. I'm much more muted. I, I like I like feeling like I'm camouflage. Yeah, I can just walk against a wall and disappear. Yeah. Oh, dude. Um, the other thing I want to, did I ever tell you, did we ever talk about the post office stuff or when I was, no, I don't believe so. How I've been like lately, um, selling stuff on eBay. Yeah. We had talked, we had talked about that you were getting ready to, you hadn't actually put anything. Oh, you, there was, you would just put stuff up. So you had just started doing your purge and It was on there that you would just well, let me them. let me pause real quick because I told the whole story about socks and I kind of feel like I've just been talking. So is there anything that you want to bring up before no, we come back to the post This office? is a dialogue. Let's keep let's okay. keep it going. We're good. So I sell stuff on eBay and on eBay you write up the description and 
to calculate the shipping cost, you put in the weight and approximate dimensions of the package that you'll put it in. I don't know what I'm doing, so um, I put in the weight and I put in the dimensions, and then I can't find a box that that's perfect for this item. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I get the I end up getting this uh, I end up getting this one box that's too big. But I'm just like, whatever, like, I have the, I have the item fits in the box, and it's done by weight, so whatever. And they're like, all right, the shipping for this will be, like, $66. I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean? And they're joking around with me because of the dimensions, and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, because of these dimensions, like, I know they see that, I see the item is this small, like, you're paying, you're pretty much paying to ship air. They're yeah. making a joke. And I didn't know that at the post office, when you get boxes... You buy a box, you can take a box cutter. I guess that's why they call it a box cutter. That just blew my mind um, for this reason. <laughs> that you can, like, cut it in half or, like, cut it so that it fits perfectly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't so, know like, you if you have that, a box, what I did was I, um, I had figured out where to cut it, and I cut it, and then I just stuck the inner edges inside and slid the top half on top of the bottom half. And then it was like mm. twenty bucks shipping and handling, but anyway, I'm going through this e- the eBay, and I'm like, I've never mailed anything more than an envelope. Like, I don't know how this works. I don't uh, know what. Oh, yeah. Like first class. That's priority. Like priority uh, express. I'm like express wait. Express overnight. Yeah. Wait, I know overnight, but priority and first class. They sound. Oh, first class is just a fancy way to say standard. Like what's go- there's flat rate shipping, but there's only for these. To these size boxes. There's not flat rate shipping. Boxes are free. You only pay for shipping, but these boxes you have to pay for. Do you want a padded envelope, a non-padded? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what is going on. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's happening. Yep. And the last thing I want is to be at the post office where there's a million people, which seems like it's always like that. Luckily, these times that I've gone, it's not. And I go in there. I'm doing this whole thing on the desk there, cutting the box, buying their bubble wrap, using tape, using their box cutter, like this whole production, I finally get it mailed, and then after just that one mishap, I'm like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing. Bro, I'm shipping things left and right, I know exactly what I'm doing, I'm doing research, I know exactly what to get, and it's funny because I just realized like, man, just things that you just, you don't know how to do unless you make mistakes and learn how to do them yourself. How long did it take you to realize the box thing? Was that your first try, or? Yeah, it was my first try, wow, and I got to figure caught it out. Early. It was just a pain in the ass to do. Huh. Well, yeah, I'm definitely of that opinion. I'll send a package every once in a while, and every time I go in, I have to relearn the whole process over again. I mean, I don't know if people our age, that's a common problem, but I feel like we don't really use the post office no. at all anymore. We'll send packages every once in a while. I mean, but even, even when friends are getting married or whatever, you buy it off the site, and the site will ship yeah. it and pack it. Yeah. and everything. So, you know, I guess really in my brain, I just always thought there was a box, a perfect size box for any and all items that you ever wanted to ship. I don't know why I thought that, but I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll just eventually find a box that fits this." Nope. Not that easy. <laughs> no, it's not. But, dude, guess how much stuff I've uh guess how much stuff I've sold on eBay? How much the amount? 5,000? No, hell no. It's been like, it's like $400 worth of stuff. I was close. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it is a pain in the ass because like with like YouTube, you have to list it just the right way. You have to have a, like a fancy description, take really great photos. It's like I don't know. I don't well, know how eBay is, and I'm I'm assuming you don't really have a seller rating. No, I've only sold like eight things on eBay ever. Yeah, yeah. So, but I've got. It's always hard to to get your values worth when you have a low seller rating because you're an unknown yeah. seller. But I do have. Uh, I'm. I'm three for three with uh, positive feedback. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you would be too, because yeah. as long as you take the pictures and you send them what you've taken yeah. the pictures of, yeah. it'll tend to be fine. But I'm, I got this new thing where uh, be, oh, the other many, thing like how many bids are? You, uh, sorry, you can go on, but I'm like, how many bids are people placing on this stuff? Uh, not a lot, like between ten and fifteen or something like that. It's not like yeah, crazy. eBay is not a huge thing anymore. But go but, on. Um, with the other thing that was a pain in the ass was because, like, I had to write their address on the box and again get a shipping label. Like, you can just print a shipping label. But um, but the thing is, too, is I think on one of them I miscalculated the weight, so I ended up paying a little, like, they paid $13 in shipping and handling, but I had to pay, like, 20 So I ended up paying, like, 7 or $8 oh, extra. Wow. But you can... Um, you put in when they because you can se- select like I have them pay for the shipping and handling. I'm not paying for that shit. So that's when it comes in with the dimensions and the weight because it'll calculate what the shipping and handling will be depending on where they are and your zip code. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got this new thing where I always overestimate because you just never know. And I weigh them properly. Right now I got this jank way of weighing things where. I stand on the scale, see my weight, and then I stand on the scale again while I'm holding the object. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. (sighs) All right. So so what I've been doing is uh, because I overestimate just a little bit, you know, anywhere from, you know, six ounces to a pound or so, maybe a couple pounds, depending on what it is. And But the thing is, like, well, shit, if they're – if they're paying for like fifteen dollars in shipping and handling, but the post office is really only charging, you know, let's say nine or ten dollars, it's like five bucks that I'm missing out on. So mm-hmm. I started now. They pay for the shipping and handling. I overestimate just a little bit. Then I hit up the post office, and I have them weigh it and pay for the shipping and handling at the post office oh. instead of printing the shipping the label from the computer. It feels like a little unethical. I mean, it's just like a few bucks, but I just want to make sure I'm getting... I'm just squeezing every penny because these motherfuckers on eBay, they uh, take fees from you. And I get this email saying your invoice is ready for the month of July or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Please pay $25 as soon as possible. What the fuck, eBay? I guess that's I guess that's where they get you where please agree to the terms of this check mark, whatever the fuck it says. I agree to the terms of this, whatever the fuck. What does it say? What do they always say? Terms and conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Terms and conditions. Yes, didn't read it. I guess it was somewhere in there. Oh, you're an idiot. So that that came in from left field. Luckily, I'm only selling a few more things, so it's not like this thing I'm going to be using all the time. But these motherfuckers are already taking $25 for that and a couple dollars here and there for every item that's sold. Processing and Plus another, like, there's, like, another couple dollars here and there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't care. I'm charging a little bit extra for shipping and handling. That is so funny. Yeah. Well, because eBay really has just plummeted ever since the rise of Amazon. It's just 
People I sell bet. stuff on Amazon now, and it's free to sell stuff on Amazon. They'll take a percentage and all that, yeah. but that's so funny that eBay charges like a subscription fee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just change it to Amazon, man. Sell, sell that stuff on Amazon. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I already did eBay, so I'm only selling a few more things. Oh, okay. I'm not adding anything else. I have stuff listed right now, but I'm not adding anything else. So we haven't really talked about your uh, life transition plans. You know, I've I've been sort of reestablishing myself in a new, new light, new state, yeah. new things. You've got some changes on the horizon. So I am moving to LA probably end of September, beginning of October. Moving to LA? What? Yeah. No. How did this happen? It's happening for sure. I. Uh, Put in the request at, for my district manager, and she's like, oh, yeah, totally. So um, I just, she's already talking to people, so it's just a matter of uh, hearing back from her with a few more details. So it like looks like you'll go there with a job lined up pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I'm just transferring stores. That is got to be so <laughs> stress-relieving for you. Yeah. That's got to be so nice. Yeah. I feel like if someone's going, moving, like, driving across the country and move somewhere they've always wanted to move, it's, like, super exciting, like, really awesome. Morale is high. They're super positive. And then once they get there and, like, six weeks go by and they still don't have a job, then it, like, gets start depressing. They're like, why the fuck did I ever do this? Yeah. That, that's what happened when I moved to Minnesota. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. It was it was many, many weeks before anything yeah. started happening. And, yeah. So you have probably the most stressful thing sort of locked down. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything sort of falls in line after because you'll have the location that you're at, so you can get a you can get a place around there. And I was telling you when we were on the phone too, like this time it like because I've tried moving a couple other times, but this time it like it feels right. It feels like the yeah. universe is like, yeah. "Yep, we're behind you on this one. Time for you to go." When you told me that you were moving, uh, what was it a couple of weeks ago, yeah. something like that, when we talked, and uh, you told me that. I'm like, you've tried, I think, to move twice before, or you had sort of tentative plans to go, I think, yeah, at two points. at least twice. At least twice. One of which was you would actually put down money on a place. Yeah, that, that was the second time. That was the second time. No, that was the first time. That was the first time. Oh, was it? Okay. And when you told me that both times, I was like, yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 I am totally for um, just shifting gears and like doing something different but there's got to be a plan there's got to be stuff like in in place there was no plan it was more impromptu it was more like it was like frustration it was frustrating it was more like i want to go to california but i also just like i can't stand being it was more also there was an element of escape yeah like just yeah running away yeah totally totally and now, when you told me it a couple of weeks ago, I said, now's the time. You've got, yeah. you've got your toolkit. Yeah, you've got exactly. Your, you've got your assets. You, yeah. I, I, think, I think this is the perfect time. Plenty of time. I've been, pl- like, plenty of time for planning also. And you're only 30. Calculations. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it is a good time. I think the best type of time. Yeah. To make that sort of change. Yeah, I'm excited. I, uh, I'm really looking forward to not being here in the winter i'm really looking forward i know to i know and that's it, it felt like maybe that's every winter every time winter came around or whatever yeah. you always just got really so anxious uh, needing I fucking to, hate winter i understand i i totally understand um not really but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be living in minnesota and i'm totally fine with that but you know i i get it um 
But you don't for, mind winter, right? No, I don't mind winter at all. But yeah. I understand people who do, like you. I, I know, I've come to accept how painful it is every time winter comes around in the Chicagoland area. It's just, it's not fun for you. No. It's, it is, it is almost depressing. It's like, let's just sit around and do nothing for five months until we can, like, go out and do stuff. <laughs> yeah, until you don't freeze your yeah. guts off walking outside. So, yeah, now you'll get year-round nice temperatures. Yeah. You'll get, uh, it, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, an experience, man. Are you, what are you looking to do acting-wise? So, um, when I get there, I will be, obviously I'll already have a job, which will be cool. And the first thing I want to do is get, I already, lo- I actually just started doing this last night, looking into, like, acting studios. Okay. So. Like small little independent ones? Um, or big established chains? No, there's, I mean, there's both. Actually, it's, this is funny, because this is what my, I just started doing this last night, um, when I couldn't go to sleep, which, well, I want you to remind me to come back to that. Okay. Okay? So, I am, um, I'm looking up studios, and the book that I read, I have a list of like reputable, um, co- well, very well known acting coaches is that in from the industry. Sex City or? No, this is a book that I had checked out from the library oh, okay. that's um, called Self Management for Actors, which is like the fucking Bible if you wanted to be an actor. Like, oh, oh my goodness. Extremely knowledgeable. Um, I thought I learned a lot at Second City. Like, I learned like 10 times more stuff in this book. Huh. It was awesome. Anyway, um, so my this is my process when I started looking things up, looking up acting studios. Was I, was, I looked up of only a few of the names that were listed in the book, and um, I looked up. There were a couple of schools that were on this website, like top acting studios in Los Angeles. There was like five of them, and I I look up the website. I see like how often the classes are, the duration of each class, how much it costs, like just basic stuff, and. Um, as I click on one website, I was like, oh, wow, like, I'm really impressed by this website. This is a beautiful website. And, of course, they have a list of, like, notable alumni, and it's just, like, a whole list of famous people, right? Okay. And I'm looking at some of the classes. I'm like, oh, it's, like, a little pricey, but, you know, it's a little bit – it's only a little bit more expensive than some classes in Chicago, which I would expect for L.A. It's not, like – insane expensive mm. you know I'm like okay and i see another uh i go to another uh website and I'm like this website this looks like they don't put very much effort in the website also this website you know it doesn't have the information that i'm looking for the very basic information that you're looking mm-hmm. looking for like how much do classes cost how often again the duration mm-hmm. what types of different classes do you offer do you have to audition or you, can anyone just sign up? Like, just very basic information. <laughs> they don't have any of that information. On one of the websites, no, no. they didn't have them. And on the other website, they kind of had that, but it just looked like a... You could see there was a glitch because you could see a little bit of code in the website. It, it looked almost as if there was supposed to be code there for a link for you to click on, but someone left off the backslash mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So it shows okay. the code... Yep. It shows the code, but you and you try and click on it, but it doesn't do anything. Yep. Type thing. So they were using HTML. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so my criteria for looking for a place is one: what does their website look like? Does it look like they put a lot of time and effort and money into their website, or does it look like it just kind of got put together? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, two: 
do they have notable alumni? Do they have a plethora of names of people who 20 years ago were starting out and now they're super famous? Or don't they? Um, the other thing was, um, like, just do they have, like, basic information? And are the classes affordable? Do they offer classes, you know, once a week, three hours each? Or are their classes once a week only for one hour? Because that's not enough. You need to do three to four hours for, per session. So that's what I found out just based on like, oh, this is what the website looks like, which has helped a lot because it whittles away places where I feel like I'd be wasting my time. And of course, um, you always want to just audit a class, just sit in, you know, for a half hour to an hour just to see if like that's your style or um, like the teachers are kind of just like you're, if you groove there, you know, that's what I just started doing. Look at you. You have a plan. You have criteria. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. It is interesting how the website sort of is the face of the first the first impression. I'll have to show you when we are done recording. I'll have to show you some of the websites, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm yeah. sure some of these websites, like, they look like they could be a lot better. And it's a website belonging to people who, based on this book, is super reputable, and this book is extremely reputable in the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I have no doubt they're competent and they know what they're doing, but just based off of your presentation, uh, I'm already disinterested. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of back when I was choosing what church I was going to serve in you know, many years ago. It was the website. It was the yeah. appearance of the website that really was a the, that initial uh, whether whether or not I'd be interested. Yeah. It's like... You should be able to find out everything that you want to know from yeah. a, a company's website. They, um, I when I was working with this landscaping guy, when I worked for the company that um, where we manage the services, oh, so yeah. we would call That's them, right. and I'd be in touch with these guys. And uh, he showed me a picture of him and his sons, and I, I was like, "Oh, you guys are dressed really, really well." And he's like, "Victor, like, I, there's no doubt that anybody can do, you know, a phenomenal landscaping job, but you're not going to get the business you need unless you look professional." So he's a landscaper, and all of his landscape guys, even the, you get on your knees and you're pruning bushes or you're cutting the grass, they wear, like, brown shoes. Um, I'm sure they're steel toe. Like, brown leather shoes, khaki pants with a nice dark green polo with it tucked into the pants. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. if Like, even just seeing, like, a standard worker dressed in that, you just feel like you're going to get a phenomenal service on your lawn. Yeah. Rather than, like, guys, you don't necessarily have to be dressed like you're Oscar the Grouch living in a trash can. (laughs) You know, also, like, with painters, how they always wear white and don't have a drop of paint on them. But then there's some guys who, like, wear the paint on their arms. You know what I'm saying? So appearance has a lot to do with it. I agree. I totally agree. It's that little extra... An ordinary that makes you extraordinary. <laughs> Don't disagree. That's uh, that's why when I went shopping, man, I first because I got some uh, work pants too uh, that were like perfectly fit to to my body, which yeah. I don't have a lot of those. So yeah. just walking into work the first couple of days, I felt yeah, I know I look good. Like, yeah. it, it it adds confidence to your own you know, yeah. appearance and yeah, cyclical. Exactly. Um, did, did you have anything? You want me to keep talking? <laughs> I have I have another thing that I want to no, get to. No, go for it, man. Okay. Let's we'll see what it sparks. So this is uh, going back to Hawaii. I stayed up all night. So I work. I go to work yesterday, and I'm at work at 5.30. Mm-hmm. 
which means I woke up at I woke up at four forty five, and yesterday, like, usually when I wake up early, I'm like a little groggy, but I'm awake yeah. shortly thereafter. And this time, I was just I felt off. It may have been because I took I took half a Benadryl, but usually oh, yeah. I, usually it knocks me out and I wake up and I'm still a little groggy, but I'm back into it. But I was just off. And um, I was, like, eating my bagel real slow. And I, I'm getting to work. I'm just really slow. I get back home at, like, 3 or 3.30. And, uh, and like, an hour later, I decide to take a nap. And I take a nap. And I wake up at, like, 9 o'clock. And I'm still kind of tired. And usually when that happens, I'm up for an hour. And then I go back to bed. And I sleep, like, a total of 15 hours. But I couldn't go back to bed. I'm up until, like... Two or three o'clock in the morning. Oh no! And I only slept for like oh, an hour and a half. Oh my goodness! So in that time that I was trying to get tired, trying to sleep, I like I watched a movie, and then I'm and I hopped on the computer because I'm like, what can I do that's productive? So I hop on the computer and I started looking up the acting classes, and then I was on the computer for like 45 minutes and I start getting tired. So I go and I go to bed and I'm tired in bed trying to sleep but i can't sleep even though i'm tired Mm -hmm. so i ended up uh i wake up at like four in the morning and i'm like fuck i've been asleep for about 30 minutes maybe an hour and then i go back to sleep and i wake up 45 minutes later i slept for maybe there's no way i slept for more than two and a half hours this was last night yeah oh so you're running on but then i wake up at 4 45 and i'm a little tired uh-huh. But I'm ready to go. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what's going on. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I... Because this being... This last week being the first uh, first week of work, it was... I ended up only getting about between four and five hours of sleep a night mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but what are your thoughts on sleep aids? Uh, I don't use sleep aids that are designated sleep aids. I... Take Benadryl, and okay. I will usually only take. I used to take a whole pill of Benadryl, mm-hmm. but now I only take half of one, and I don't use it for more than two nights in a row. Because if you start using it on a regular basis, your body becomes dependent on it, mm-hmm. and you can't fall asleep. Yeah. So, and I don't use it that much. The only time I use it is I'll take a whole pill if I'm like. If I'm trying to fall asleep and I just can't fall asleep and I need to be knocked out, but I'll usually take half a pill if I'm planning on waking up early the next day. Mm-hmm. I'll try and time it out, like take it at like seven thirty or eight. Oh so yeah, I'm, so I'm tired by like nine or nine thirty. Because it takes about two hours for yeah. I mean, eat a sleep aid too. That's my that's my preferred. For me, it usually takes about an hour to kick in, but I I take half when I have to go to work and wake up early the next day because I don't want to be like super groggy, you know. See, for me, if I take it at maybe 9, 30, 10 o'clock, whatever, I... No, I'm sorry. Take it at, like, 8 okay. or whatever. I, by 10 o'clock, it kicks in. can get a good six hours of sleep. Just sleep like a baby. Oh, Wake up dude, in the morning it's and it's amazing. Like, oh, my goodness. Because I'll get up at... I'll get up at about 5.45 yeah. or so in the morning. Um, and just feeling... Oh, yeah. Ready to start the day. All that. Towards the, towards the end of the week, though, the hours, the lack of sleep was starting to catch up. I was I was living on coffee and uh, it was like the adrenaline was keeping me awake. But I mean, by Friday, 
There's, I mean, it probably contributed to the whole bike crash thing. Maybe. The lack falling of, the lack of the sleep. Wheel. I was not falling asleep at the wheel. <laughs> I had enough coffee to, like, drown a cow. Yeah. I don't know. That was a weird analogy. But, uh, yeah, I, I did notice because I, I'm still using my Fitbit on a daily basis. Okay. Love this thing. But I can tell my 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 heart rate, my, my BPMs or whatever, every day just kept griping up. I know it's the amount of caffeine that I had really? in my system. I guarantee you. Because that was really the only change. I didn't really feel stressed in the job or anything like that. But I could tell because they have coffee in the break room. Yeah. And it's like Dunkin' Donuts coffee or something like that. And I probably had good three to four mugs a day. Fuck. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that there was a reason for all that going on. But it's, yeah. It's kind of necessary when I, you get to the point of just you, your body just hasn't gotten enough sleep to be able to sustain itself. You need a little yeah, artificial Yeah, I definitely boost. had those bouts where my body just knocks itself out for like 15 hours because the three or four days in a row of working and not getting enough sleep or not. I, I think I get enough sleep, but I just overwork my body because I'm always walking around, just walking, 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 walking mm-hmm. back and forth all day for like nine to 10 hours sometimes three or four days in a row of just always walking, like, it's like, slow down, you need to sleep for more than you usually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we mentioned it one time before. My first job out of college, <laughs> they had coffee, and I tried it. I tried to like coffee. I know. And it just didn't sit well with me. <laughs> just couldn't do it. Yeah. But it's it is crazy though once you once you get to the the forty hour a week plus the hour break so you know I, you're there for nine hours obviously yeah. but then it's an hour commute each way it's like that's eleven uh, that's eleven yeah, hours in, out of your day and then for me because I'm biking when I get home I've got to take a shower so which and all job that is this the data analyst that you were telling me about it's, well it's it's a it's called a, a customer uh, a process ser- service service team which is like a customer service function that sorts orders that come in for various products that the company that I work for manufactures or okay. produces in, in its warehouses across the country. Got it's it. an international, it's a German-based okay. international company. But, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I have, uh, apparently this is pretty common, too. I'm really not familiar with the corporate world at all, so this is kind of a new thing for me. <laughs> but three monitors. That oh yeah, off, dude. All, off at the same time. Yeah, that's cool. Five right? different programs. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta be doing a million things at once. It's a very yeah. like for me, my ADD loves it. It's like yes, like, yeah. my mind is all over the place anyway. So this is great. Jumping from one thing to the next, it's just I love. I, it's really stimulating for me. Yeah. it's like I'm never bored. I the always time flies. enjoyed uh, when I did that. Uh, I enjoyed being very thorough, mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. we had dual monitors, but like moving from one thing to another, calls coming in. Like, it's a recorded call, you know, having the work order, you know, entering the notes, attaching the recorded phone call, just, like, uh, tying up loose ends on everything. I really enjoyed the analytical part of things. Yeah, and this is crazy, too, because it's the world's largest chemical-producing company. Uh, And so these are – this is, like, big stuff. Like really? this is this is kind of these are important orders kind of thing because yeah. they facilitate they basically facilitate everyone in construction they they're they're, they're yeah. the pass through so yeah we'll have something like two hundred orders a day come in something like wow. that just and just for our branch as well we had a we had the computer monitors and then on, on the wall we had like four big ass flat screen TVs mm-hmm. 
when like we're busy with shit, it's got information on there. But like on a normal work day, when like things aren't going crazy, um, we had like four different channels. We'd have like <laughs> we'd have like uh, or sometimes we'd have like CNN. We'd have um, like ESPN. We'd have like other just the whatever. weather channel and we, the weather channel, and then we'd have one monitor for like the for work. Yeah, yeah. but then on days uh, like uh, it was great because like when shit would go down. Like boom, we were just all sitting there watching when the they were looking for the Boston bomber. All monitors. Oh were up and we're yeah, just, yeah. No one's barely. Yeah. People are barely working. We're watching this. Um, when the Olympics were on, the Olymp- all four, <laughs> I'm all sure. four monitors had the uh, Summer Olympics on. Oh man. You know, and uh, on the weekends, sometimes when you have to work there on the weekend, you know, it'd be like TBS, TNT. Um, you know, ESPN and then like Fox or something like that yeah. for sports. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was pretty fun. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it's and there's maybe like seventy or eighty people who work at my ranch. Yeah. Everyone that I've met, just super friendly. Yeah. It's crazy. That's nice. I'm I I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. So it's very interesting. It's a very different dynamic. I mean I just just have very little familiarity with it. I feel like most people. That's just that's always. Let me know when start when um, when you start being responsible for things that are just completely outside of your control. And it's like I just does no one have any fucking common sense in here? Like, do you not understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I'm either a not responsible for this, or this is completely out of my control. I don't like. What What do you want me to do? Tell me what you want me to do. Yeah. Tell me what you want to do, and I'll do it. But other than that, like, I'm my hands are up, and sorry, nothing can be done. Yep. Yeah, I'm not to that point yet, but no, I'll I'll end up in the next uh, couple of months. I'll end up getting clients of my own that I'll be responsible for communicating with. So I'm sure that there will be plenty of adventures to be had in that yeah. department. So I don't know. Yeah, corporate has its pros and cons, and its cons are pretty big ass backwards just stupid things but sometimes there there there's a lot of pros too like company beach parties and uh, <laughs> beach parties. holiday parties where all the alcohol is paid for <laughs> yeah. uh of course yeah, they give you just enough to stay happy yep <laughs> Unless you open your eyes and realize what's going on and say, fuck this, I'm out. Well, that's why I'm happy that I'm going to be getting ordained as yeah, well to cool. the priesthood. Because then on the weekends, at the very least, I can do I can do wedding services in Minnesota or something like that. So there's the opportunity for me to still practice ministry while I'm doing the whole corporate thing. But that's good. There are just not enough hours in the day, I discovered, this past week. Okay. Like, you know, I thought ministry was busy, but it was also... Um, I mean, I also had a car, and I also had a, a partner as well, mm-hmm. like somebody who could do the shopping that so I didn't necessarily have to kind of thing. So it wasn't all on me necessarily. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, yeah, so I got to – because to get to the grocery store and all that, I have to bike about a half an hour each direction there as well and then come back with a backpack full of, like, milk and then the eggs, try to get the eggs in there, the bread on top so that wow, doesn't get squished. It's uh, – let me tell you. For some, if somebody were to step into my shoes and just take over my life for a little bit, they would they would probably get very irritated very fast at how it seemingly counterproductive a lot of my time management is. But it's kind of 
essential or necessary yeah. at this point in time. And I don't really mind it. I'll listen to podcasts or whatever. Dude, you'll realize in the next, you know, what you'll realize as time moves forward, you'll look back and be like, man, I really hustled with that bicycle and getting, you know, working with the best, working as, as best as you can, could with what you had. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's make, making the making the best of what life has given you at yeah. the moment. But I don't mind. I'm still young enough. I'm, I'm young at heart. And... The added benefit of biking everywhere, it just makes me feel physically better. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I burn about six to five to six hundred calories each way. Bro, you will you will realize when you're working in a call center, like in a corporate office, dude, you see people, the life has been sucked out of them because they're not doing what they love. They somehow got roped into a job. They're sitting behind a desk all day years. and then they're driving. And they, a car. And I was going to say, also, they're not getting day. any physical activity in. Little sunlight, yeah. so they, you know, their melatonin counts are down. There's this one dude I used to work with, and this dude, he he drank, I once counted, like, 144 ounces of soda in a day, in a single day. No. Easily over 100 ounces every day. So, and eight cans-ish? He, like, he would come in the morning... With, like, a 44-ounce, like, big gulp from 7-Eleven. Then he... And he wasn't, like... He wasn't, like, crazy obese or anything. He yeah. was, like, normal stature, like, a little bit taller. But, like, would roll into work with, like, a big gulp from 7-Eleven. He'd have the big gulp, but he'd also come in to work with, like, a couple cans of soda in a bag that he'd put in the fridge. And he'd drink those before lunchtime and then at lunch he would go out and buy like a couple bottles of soda too and he uh, and dude easily for sure probably around at least every day minimum maybe 80 or 90 ounces of soda dude he's just asking for some diabetes right right there and then there's this other dude who you could just tell like he like hated his life he just totally hated his life because he's working for this company that he hates. He hates his job, and he also spends all day at work and spends, like, three hours a day on the train because he commutes, like, an hour and a half each way because he lives all the way out in, like, one of the most west suburbs for wow. the train, for wow. the metro. And, uh, yeah, man, if you don't dream chase and stay physically active, you're going to... Sit on your deathbed, asking yourself what happened. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta have some sort of dream like that. You gotta be you, you gotta have in mind, and I I can totally understand how working years and years of and I'm sure a lot of people have the same sort of thing. Or except if they're you're driving at a like job it's an hour commute. Love if you're already at a job that you love, stay physically active. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it just changes everything. But you got I think you got to do something outside of work. You got to oh, have sure. you got to have yeah. a project. Yes. You got to have like a passion. Um. I, yeah, it's interesting. In the initial conversations I've had with some of my colleagues, it's like it's hard to find those passions Dude, that anyone's following. Have that conversation with people. What do you love? What are some of your hobbies? Get a feel for what their daily habits are, and you'll realize it's just like it's just work, and that's it. And maybe friends every yeah. once in a while, and but nothing bigger. And it's like I I still have dreams. Like I know exactly what I. Like my dream situation could yeah. be, but you know, you got to be doing something in the background. 
Real quick before we end things, is there an update on the uh, Chaplin scenario? Uh, no. Chaplin yeah. behind door number one. Behind Chaplin door number behind one. door number two. Yeah. Military prison weddings. <laughs> it's interesting. So the the prison uh, chaplain, I went to apply the next day. I think after I told you about it, and it was down. Really? Like, it, I, I think it might have been filled or something okay. like that already, or it just wasn't there. So I'm assuming it was filled. Okay. Um, that might open up again real quick. Keep an eye on it. It's yeah. <laughs> It's, you know, keeping it, keep, keeping that in mind. Uh, military chaplain. So I ended up talking with uh, the guy who, I think he's in, he's a Green Beret, I mm-hmm. believe. And he said he had a, a colleague who was a, a chaplain who I could talk to. I texted him a couple of times, the, my friend, and he has not gotten back to me. But he, I think he was getting ready to be deployed. Okay. So uh, he may be out he of He had contact. a few other things on his mind. But, yeah, so... I, for that, I have the option till 35, like 35 is the cutoff age, I think, for Army chaplain, um, which is probably the only type of chaplaincy that I could get into because couldn't do it, couldn't do Air Force. Like you can get into do it Navy. if you're before the age of 35 and then you can like stop when you're like 60 or yes, like, you're, correct, okay, okay, correct. Got it, got yeah, 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 um, but they won't accept you after. Yeah, okay. Like that, so, um, and then, yeah, and then wedding ministry and... Formal ministry hasn't really materialized in a way that I can take action towards right now. But, um, like, right now, I at least... Because Brooks was the one who vouched for me to get me this corporate job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I owe it to him to stick around at least for for a year or two or whatever, see how it goes. Um, Because he he, he stuck his neck out to recommend me. I mean, considering my my background, my past, like... He did. He took a huge leap of faith, and so I owe it to him at the very least. At least, you know, it, if he ends up like leaving that job or something like that, then I won't oh, feel as sure. guilty. But for the time being, I like the job, um, and I feel as though I'm committed to structure. sticking there for for a little bit. You got some structure, and I just need to make sure that I'm motivated enough to be able to do some of the other stuff, like engaging back in ministry on the periphery while I'm yeah managing that because. It is just crazy how the the hours of the day just slip away. Yeah, you know, by the time you get home, grocery shop and doing other stuff. I mean, I've had all this sort of like other. A lot of it's been paperwork this past week, but I can see how people's lives sort of get filled up very quickly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Dang, I can't believe an hour each way. You said? Well, no, it's point? like it's like forty five to fifty okay. minutes. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a good Regardless, distance. Time consuming. It's time consuming. Um, I don't really mind it though because i love listening to podcasts so i'll just listen to a podcast too and that they're normally about 45 minutes anyway and then i just i know sitting behind a desk for nine hours i'm going to need to exercise there was that's um, the way that i do it. i can't remember what company it was i don't know if it was i don't think it was an american company i want to say it was like in australia or something weird like that i don't know but they have science they have data that has proven that they went to like a 32 hour work week for like i think three months or six or something like that and they studied the employees and interviewed them and there was an you know x percentage of increase in productivity and happiness mm-hmm. i believe it because I, how much time is just wasted because employees are tired or like 
a, a, a task that takes two hours takes three and a half hours because they're just lagging or they're, they don't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just wasted money. Yeah, optimizing people's time because especially these days too, how much time is wasted when uh, people on, on like social media or stuff like yeah. that, you know, just killing time or whatever or yeah. getting distracted or this, that, or the other thing. I feel like there's a lot of wasted time. And if you can just condense that, make it more of a priority, it's like, okay, we're going to make it six hours in a day, but you have to do the same amount of work that you would have to do oh, in yeah. eight hours. Because if you're but juggling you extra... more, you're going to be more organized. But but the lure of getting two extra hours in your day every day, I think, would be enough for people to say, okay, I'm willing to oh, to like for sure. make it a solid six hours yeah. or whatever. Right. I mean, maybe not even have lunch, just you know, a couple of breaks over the course yeah. of the six hours and just get it done. You know? I agree, for sure. Well, that's uh, cool to hear about your update. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, really excited to to bust out a couple more of these while you're still in town. Yeah, we will. We will. We will plug away. Yeah. We will. We will get a good couple more episodes. I, I still got some topics. So. Oh what you got some topics? Yeah, but I we're don't over. Have any we're, now? I was. I did most of well, the. Well, I was thinking more world events because we haven't. We haven't touched no, base on right. like culture. Okay, okay you're so right. So I feel like that's a whole other segment that'll probably be episode you're what, right. 106, I believe. 106. Because I, I think know. we're on 105 right now. Then no, this is 103. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it might be 104. I can't remember. Well, we um, can look that up pretty quick. Because we haven't decided when we're going to air this one. <laughs> Good point. Touche. Yeah, for those out there, this is not live. This is, this <laughs> is not live. you haven't figured it out, podcasts yeah. are not live. They are recorded at an earlier time. What? 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 